Hello, welcome back to Liberation Experience Podcast. This is your host, Conscious Cliff. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I'm here with another pop-up episode. And really, um, these pop-up episodes I'm doing right now, um, this year, just because they are, quite frankly, a little bit easier on me. And uh, it allows me more time to focus on the book and getting that completed. And dealing with the publishing and the printing and all the other arrangements that come along with that. Um, doing so. Um, also, um, I'm hoping for the listeners um, that this comes off as more genuine and um, personal. And that's, that's kind of how I was hoping that it would be received. And that's the goal. And these are not as edited as previous uh, seasons. And so I really wanted to kind of just sit down and talk to you in each one of these and, and feel more like I'm sitting in the room with you and, and, and speaking with you about these things. And so, um, obviously, um, this weekend coming up will be Juneteenth. And a lot of cities, a lot of states, most states across the country will be celebrating Juneteenth or having some sort of celebration for it, holiday. Um, although technically it's the 19th and, um, I will be attending the Juneteenth celebration in Conway, Arkansas on Saturday the 18th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Simmons Park. So if you are available, I will be there. And I will have a table. And I will have some shirts for sale there as well. And uh, if anybody has any questions or just wants to come up and say hi, I will be doing that too. So uh, don't forget. Conway, Arkansas, Saturday, June 18th, 11 a.m., Simmons Park in Conway. I will be there um, with a table. Uh, Shirts will be limited, but I do have some in large and extra large. Sorry for those who wear a smaller size. It's all I had at the moment, um, and I apologize in advance. So today I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's a little more um, of a prevalent issue. And that is um, the media. And so um, I saw something on television a few weeks back and it prompted me to write something just kind of short and sweet. Um, But I thought that uh, it might be worth sharing. And I I had talked to someone at the time about it and they seem to take interest in it, and I thought maybe maybe this might be worth sharing with everybody else as well. So, um, and this is all about conservative tokenism. Of course, you know, um, it's not something new. It's, it's something that's been done repeatedly. Um, even during slavery, you know, we had um, overseers who were slaves that looked over other slaves, snitched on them, you know, kind of spied on them, always causing division and um, creating tension when it wasn't always necessary, things of that nature. And everything they did was in the interest of the plantation owner and not the slave, even though they were slave to themselves. And whether they were in denial or whether they did so willfully because they got extra advantages or privileges in exchange for this behavior, um, nevertheless, it is something that is unacceptable, right? 
there is no level of benefits or profits that are worth more than your own people's safety, well-being, and security. And so, you know, within the realm of conservative media that's often marketed as news from a conservative perspective perspective is the age-old act of using conservative black figures as their token black commentator for controversial topics related to black people. This act of tokenism is something far too familiar with these with those familiar about the exploitation, violation, and the manipulation caused by black overseers during slavery by plantation owners who are affiliated with conservative politics and white supremacist ideology. Within current media that identify or cater to conservative viewers, this exploitation of black sellouts to promote anti-black legislation and propaganda is not only malicious, it is also a practice that violates multiple ethics codes of journalism. Now, while these media sources or television and online claim to be um, legitimate and reliable sources for news, the truth is they are not. Okay, and obviously one of the main, the biggest cohorts of this is going to be Fox News. We've seen them time after time, decade after decade, since they have been on the air using black faces to sell white supremacist stories, um, commentary, rhetoric, all these things in the name of uh, right-wing politics. And with the Trump administration running for president back in 2016, we saw this big influx of people talking about fake news because that's what he was spread. Anytime something negative was being said about him, right? If he was accused of whatever, uh, fake news. Um, whether it was true or not, fake news, right? It didn't matter. And a lot of people bought into that, unfortunately. And... Also during this time, we saw that a lot of um, our own people decided to jump ship and join this uh, ridiculous person and, and, and actually voted for him. Uh, whether it was his personality or his celebritism um, or his money and his perceived success, which we all found out later was a lie, right? Um, he owes all this money. He, he doesn't pay taxes. Uh, or just pay his fair share of taxes, not even close. Um, and so anytime you say something that is negative about him, his cultish followers uh, will automatically assume that it's fake news. Um, that's their defense. That's their deflection. That is how they cope or justify uh, a lot of the things that he's done or is accused of doing. Um, or has been uh, proven to be a part of, right? Fake news. He's just automatically just right off of whatever. Uh, helps them sleep at night. Helps them, you know, be able to call themselves voters or supporters or whatever of his or his party. Um, he's not the only one that does it now. There's many others. Um, and I think that for us, this is not an option. We have to consider everything possible um, 
And even if you don't want to believe it, there's nothing wrong in Googling it to verify that it is true or not true, right? If I was to say that Denzel Washington robbed a bank and he killed three people, um, whether it's true or not, if I'm broadcasting that to the world and people are talking about it and people are taking that serious, this is something that should be looked into and determined if it is real or fake, right? And in doing so, we have to make sure that we do this um, in a way that's uh, reliable, meaning that um, we have to get information from places that have proven themselves, they have a track record of putting out information or um, providing information that is true and um, fact-based, data-driven, and not about politics or agenda or 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 prove it a point to 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 as a means to reaffirm a certain agenda, anything like that, right? It whether it, it matches a political agenda or a political um, talking point or whether it's to prove somebody wrong or not is is not as important as finding the truth. Whether it doesn't matter what party you're in, doesn't matter if you're Republican, doesn't matter if you're Democrat, doesn't matter if you're an independent, doesn't matter if you're a non-voter. The truth is always important because that impacts the way we think and how we make our decisions. And so if you have bad judgment in determining if something is true or not, then it's probably safe to say that you make a lot of bad decisions centered around that particular area of your life. And that being said, you know, there was a lot of talk about what is and what is not fake news during Trump's presidency, uh, during his campaign run. And as adults, anybody 25 and older, um, this should be common sense, okay? Um, that knowing the difference between news and fake news should be fairly easy to determine. Um, anything that is not a legitimate news source, that's not a reliable news source, okay, it's not dependable, should not be treated as such. If you read a blog on the internet, no matter how much they, it appears that they're quoting someone who's official, or no matter how, how many numbers and statistics they provide, um, if you have not gone to search to see if that's real, if those numbers are real, if the, if the quotes are real, or the, if, if, you know, if they say it's from a certain institution to get the research from, and then you find out that institution is not real, then that's not a reliable source, okay? Yes, you got to make sure everything is up and up. And so a lot of people are taking the word of blogs, podcasts, that are not legitimate, that are not um, backed by facts or science or data or the truth, and taking them and, and swearing by them as these um, institutions or organizations that can do no wrong, and sometimes even people. And um, in doing so, a lot of people have been led astray from uh, rational decision-making. Okay?
Now, when the coronavirus came out, a lot of black folks were talking about they didn't want to take it, they didn't want to do it, da, 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 and started naming off all these conspiracy theories, which were not based in any truth at all. Um, now, if you were to say that you were a little iffy on it or didn't trust it because of how the American government has acted in the past towards black Americans or towards black people in general, then that would have been a justifiable answer, I believe, uh, to some means. Um, that is based in truth. That has actually had some real-world impact. There's historical um, references for that. It has happened. Whether you're familiar with the Tuskegee experiment or not, uh, we all know that the government has used black people for experiments, whether it was medical or it was military-related, things of that nature. So... Um, but to say, but to go along with a lot of these conspiracy theories, um, I feel shows a certain lack of irresponsibility because many of those were put out by the right wing, um, as an attempt to oppose the president because he's a different political party. And then also, um, out of. <laughs> quite frankly, white privilege, not wanting to get a vaccine because you just don't want to have one, is probably one of the most whitest things a person can do. Um, white people have never been guinea pigs for anything without uh, some sort of compensation or justice or, um, you know, some sort of positive outcome for them on the other side. Um, and in most cases, they weren't even uh, tested on illegally. Um, you know, this was something military-related. And so what you see is a lot of black folks went along with this foolishness, and it was never based on any truth to begin with. And so you had people who made themselves very foolish on the news, whether it was local news, national news, whatever, joining these protests and these acts of defiance when it came to the vaccine um, and different things. And um, in the process, aligning themselves with right-wing um, supporters, voters, all these different crazy people. The same people who said the election didn't, was, was rigged. The same people who said the election um, did not have a truthful outcome. And the same people who stormed the Capitol uh, unjustifiably to try to overthrow the government and would have if, if hadn't been stopped um, because black people came out and we voted and we made big change and um, it denied Trump a second presidency and this is something that made them so mad that they went out and then started creating a new series of voter suppression laws to keep us from voting and doing that again it's turning down and stopping their their dreams essentially, right? Because Trump was a pretty much a, one of the closest things we've ever had to a white supremacist president in a long time, not since Nixon and Reagan. Um, very racist. Um, so there's real concern in believing a lot of these conspiracy theories. It's not just about knowing what's true and not true. Sometimes if you believe one lie, 
it will convince you to go along with another lie that's un that may seem unrelated. And that's what we saw a lot of in the last year or two. And um, since then, there has been more black people joining up with uh, right-wing politics um, in the aftermath of the coronavirus and whatnot. Um, whether it's willful ignorance or just complete um, absurdity, I'm not sure uh, <laughs> really which one it is at the moment. But uh, also knowing, you know, that blogs and podcasts are not meant to be taken as your only source of information for the world that's going on around you. They are great for being insightful and providing data that mainstream media will skip over. That maybe we'll ignore completely when it comes, especially when it comes to black culture. Um, and what's important for us as people, as citizens, and, and holding government accountable for certain things that, that pertain to us in, in our lives. Um, but they are not meant to be held as sacred institutions. For instance, as the creator of this podcast, if I came on here tomorrow and told you that the sky was red, I would be very <laughs> um, upset if someone didn't challenge me on that. The sky's not red. It's not going to be red. It never has been red, right? Um, and so if you blindly listen to anybody, if you blindly follow any person or, or organization, um, that is a setup for failure. And we cannot afford to do that. We have to follow truth and science and facts and data and the information um, in the most truthful way possible. And so what we see here with what I um, talked to you about with this tokenism is that, you know, a lot of media outlets like Fox News, The Blaze, and many other right-wing or conservative uh, podcasts, news sources and whatnot, whether online, online or on TV or if they're streaming to you, um, they are not done so. They are using black faces to tell white lies. They are essentially performing blackface um, for white supremacists. And we all know Candace Owens does this a lot. We all know they have a guy in there named Lawrence does it every day. Um, we see something similar, you know, Stacey Dash. Um, and, you know, Trump had his people, whether it was Ben Carson or um, Jim Brown or, you know, all these different people who, at one point were looked up to or were thought to be decent people, but come to find out when the money's when the money came into the picture, uh, they chose uh, racism over and, and money over the truth and their own people. And uh, I think in a situation like that, where they've made their stance, they've they've declared their their place on certain issues, whether it's whether it's you know something medical, whether it's political, whether it's you know a matter of education or politics. Um, once you align yourself with white supremacy or with racism or with figures or organizations who perpetuate those things or um, support those things or actively or active participants in those, um, for me, that is an automatic cutoff. Um 
you no longer have a say in anything that is important to black lives um, and anything that you do say is um, kind of ignored out of a clear violation of of common sense um, morals ethics right because real journalists like Tucker Carlson claims to be and all of his people on Fox News um, they violate the ethics of journalism on a regular basis every day and when you propose opinions personal insults um, name calling um, and just downright lies and misinformation and you try to pass it off as fact as 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 journalism as news um, then there are people who within that community who immediately shake their head and and, and lose all respect for those people um, journalism students other journalists people in the field reporters um, whether anchors for the news or if they're out in the field reporting or researching or investigating or, or if you're in school coming out or if you're a graduate of in journalism like myself right it is an insult to watch these people become uh, called journalists or news reporters or anything like that uh, what they do is a is a perversion of journalism it is propaganda it's not news and I think it is even more sad to watch more and more black faces join these organizations perpetuating lies in which case a lot of them know they are in advance before getting involved with peace, these organizations right and we have to be careful just because we see a black face on telling us uh, a lie doesn't make it any less of a lie it doesn't make it less dangerous it makes it more dangerous right and this goes back even to a, a recent report that Candace Owens caught the Black Lives Matter founder in a house uh, that was misused by finances. And if you do your research, if you do your digging and, and read up on this uh, house, this mansion, the $6 million mansion, um, you'll find out that this actually is not even true. Miss um, Galores was, was staying at the house at one point. Um, but what was not told um, when she was there to so-called investigate these claims was that she actually had rented the mansion from Black Lives Matter for use, and this was all documented, otherwise I would have known about it. Um, and yet they claimed that she was staying in the house as a violation of uh, the organization and the fund and, and a misplacement of funds and all these different things uh, when in reality that's not the case at all right so this is and because of that a lot of black people lost said they lost faith in the black lives matter organization now keep in mind miss calores also has not been um, a black lives matter board member or uh, activist um, for many many months she um, has been a part of a lot of different things over her life, which is partially how she got into Black Lives Matter and was creating it to begin with. Was she'd already had a very positive 
reputation in doing uh, social justice work in, in, uh, in some of the other states, uh, like California and, and other places. So she already had the credentials. She already had the reputation. And then Black Lives Matter, the movement began, and then Black Lives Matter organization came along. And then, uh, as we've seen, it's just been a constant um, beratement of, of lies and, and assaults and things. And then, and so, again, this is a situation where facts matter. And they can have real-world um, impact. So, because of a perceived deceit by Ms. Killers, on, um, by Candace Owens, Candace Owens thinking she really got her in a gotcha moment. Um, that moment turned out to be a complete lie that was then broadcast to millions of people, um, mostly white folks, but you know, there's some black people who watch Fox News. There's a lot of Latino people who watch Fox News as well, um, who, who just soak this up as truth, and it's not, okay? So we have to be very careful and um, know that the option to research major things like this are very important. What is true? Does she really own the mansion? Does she really live in the mansion? Did she rent it? How much did it cost her to rent it? Why did it cost $6 million? Where is his house? Where does she live? Right? These are things worth investigating if you're going to go along with a claim like this. And this is just another way of Divide and conquer when it comes to black community, especially when it comes to activists. And for whatever reason, us as black people, we are quick. We are so quick to just completely uh, abandon our own people, to attack our own people who are out there fighting for us uh, at the drop of a dime over, over the pettiest of, of accusations from white folks. And uh, it's, it's predictable. It's, I would say, on some level childish. And um, it's something we have to work on, right? Now, if a known enemy like Fox News, a known enemy of blackness, um, says that a member of Black Lives Matter has stolen money, or funds, from its own organization, then you should already know that there's something up with that. Why would your enemy tell you the truth? Why would your enemy tell you the truth? When they have a history of lying to us, of telling us half-truths, the entire time we have known conservatives and white Christians and right-wing people the entire time our ancestors were here, they were lied to, mistreated, beat, raped, assaulted, killed, mutilated, lynched, burned alive, drowned, choked with barbed wire. Cities mowed down and turned into lakes and ponds, rivers. Denied of our own religions, culture, hairstyles. When they brought us over. Why would they tell you the truth? I mean, right now they're fighting to keep our own truth from being taught in schools, public public high schools, public education system. 
So why would they go out of their way to tell you a truth on the news if they don't want your children to learn it in school? Think about that. If they don't want anything related to race, critical race theory, um, in, in public schools, which is not taught, by the way, then why would they go out of their way to provide you with information about the corruption in an organization known for opposing them when it comes to racism, police brutality, discrimination? Think about that. It's only to cause division. It's only to cause mistrust. It's only to find a wedge between our own people and to divide us so that we are more easily controlled, so we are more easily manipulated, and so that we're more easily violated at their will. So when something serious does happen, we are less likely to work together. We're more likely to fight each other. And in fighting each other, we're also trying to fight them, which for them, you know, equals a win. Because we're so busy fighting ourselves that we can't fight them, and they've already won. Got to think things through, people. And instead of taking advice from the enemy, and denying advice from our own people, we got to work together. Love ourselves, love our people. That should be first. Anyways, thank you for listening. This has been a, another quick episode. And again, if you want to listen um, or, or come to see me in person, I'll be at the Juneteenth event in Conway, Arkansas, June 18th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Simmons Park. Thank you for listening. This has been the Liberation Experience and your host, Conscious Cliff.